Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24 7 podcast. Week three is upon us. Bryce Coon alongside Glenn West. If you're listening, we appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe, like the video, whatever you might be able to do. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. It's okay. Whatever you want to do. I, Glenn, I don't know if you saw on YouTube. I got a couple comments that I need to add in some LSU material behind me on the last YouTube video. So I've uh, I've I've scorched eBay for some memorabilia that I'm that's in the mail on the way. So for the LSU fans watching, that'll be that'll be good. But hey. Mississippi State this weekend, Glenn. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to head to Starkville for Saturday, an 11 a.m. kickoff. As we open it up here, uh, how excited are you to see the Tigers open up SEC play and in a place uh, it's going to be loud and it's going to be packed out for an 11 a.m. kick? Yeah, I, th- I think I'll probably pop a couple Advil before we head into the game uh, to avoid any headache concerns um, for the the cowbells that we're expected to hear. It's going to be my first time uh, as well to Mississippi State. It's a good four four or five hour drive um we're gonna be staying in columbus and then drive in for the game so um but we're we're you know i think it's gonna be a fun atmosphere um you know haven't heard a whole ton outside of obviously the 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 cowbell situation and and all that but should be a great you know kind of first test i think for this team there's been questions i mean brian kelly was asked today about you know the, the noise and the crowd levels for an sec game and uh you know how it might differ for a mississippi state uh game than than others and you know, brian kelly essentially said today this morning um that you know, he has never been a part of a cowbell game before it has never been to mississippi state so uh, it's going to be a learning experience for him it's going to be a learning experience i think for a lot of these players but um in, in the end i i just don't uh, I think this is going to be a game that's that's you know it's going to be defined uh, by the offenses and and just kind of which defense can cobble together enough stops down the stretch. I, I do think this is going to be a pretty high scoring game. Just initial thoughts on it. Um, do think that um, Mississippi State's run game is is very prolific. I mean, I think they have a, mm-hmm. a guy in Jaquavius Marks who might be the best runner uh, in the SEC this year. He's already leading the conference in rushing yards and. Um, it's going to be a challenge, I think, for this LSU defense. I mean, we've 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 talked about it a lot here these first couple of weeks, but um, I think there should be a level of concern about what uh, about how these guys are going to uh, perform uh, in SEC play on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you have question marks, I think, at, at, at a lot of different levels uh, on this defense, and I think it starts with tackling, which I'm sure we'll get into more a little bit as we kind of get the pod going, but. Um, I, I do think that this is going to be uh, kind of one of those um, good gauges, good tests, marks to see what kind of improvement they've made in two weeks um, since that Florida State fiasco. So I, I, I'm excited <laughs> to see it. And now you got you know you kind of you're you're going full full speed ahead in SEC play here over the next five weeks, and I think this next month or so is really going to define LSU season as a whole. Yeah, and I was telling someone earlier in the week. I mean how important it is for LSU to kind of get off to a hot start with kind of what's transpired over the first two weeks in the SEC, the SEC West in particular. It doesn't look like there's a bona fide leader uh, kind of to uh, to take the crown. And so LSU, even like you said, after that fiasco in Orlando, still has everything out in front of them. And I know that's something that Brian Kelly has talked about as well. All the goals are still there, much like last season. We kind of roll into the defense and 
Look, we had a chance to talk with Makai Wingo last night. Uh, if you go back to last year's game, and Robbie Falk of uh, the Mississippi State Site 24-7 did a fantastic job on our podcast. If you haven't checked that out, I'll link it down below. Uh, we recorded that yesterday with him. And, and he said, look, last year Mississippi State was made one-dimensional, and it didn't work. Now, Kevin Barbe, the offensive coordinator for the Bulldogs, uh, has a more balanced approach, much like you talked about, Jaquavius Marks. I think he's like 250 yards, three scores already so far this season. It seems like the goal is to make them one-dimensional. Now, Makai Wingo welcomed the challenge of saying, hey, when a team wants to run on you, uh, it's kind of a challenge that defensive line. Do you feel like that's the goal in this game? The LSU needs to make them one-dimensional, make Will Rogers beat them with his arm, or make them beat them on the ground? I, I think so. I mean, the the second half against Florida State and, and really the first quarter and a half um, against Grambling, LSU really struggled, I think, defensively on the run game. I mean, their, their fits were not great. They were not um, – always in the right packages to stop the run um, that made them kind of susceptible to longer gains. Um, I, I think that they're going to have um, – it's going to be a big test. This first game against Jaquavius Marks and uh, a couple of the other complementary backs they work in with their system, um, they're, they're going to be a great challenge for, for LSU. I think that Makai Wingo, Mason Smith, Savion Jones – uh, Quincy Wiggins, Ovia Gofu, Qu uh, Braden Swinson, all those guys are going to need to be uh, much, much better uh, at stopping the run, at, at kind of filling those gaps and making sure that they're not uh, getting pushed around for open holes. Um, the, the physicality steps up, you know, obviously, from last weekend and uh, how they handle that and how they handle the, uh, the, 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 the backs and just how they – operate with what they're doing they they run a lot of zone uh runs they they like to get to the outside in the perimeter just like uh florida state did so um you know they're 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 going to be a complete running team i mean they, this is very different than what lsu faced last year with the with the mm -hmm. air raid this is uh, a zone run team that they like uh to to, to double team guys and, and get holes open that way uh, on the defensive side of the ball so um yeah it's going to be a real challenge i think the linebacker group too, uh, it can be can be mixed in with this with Harold Perkins and Omar Spates, Greg Penn. Um, I would like personally. I thought that the Weeks brothers both played pretty well against Grambling. Yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing them get some opportunities as this game kind of moves along. If you're still struggling, so I think it's really just going to come down to LSU being pretty gap sound, um, you know, and 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 making sure that they're tackling and wrapping up. I mean, that's the that's the most important thing because another thing that they did. Uh, not do a very good job of in the first at least the first quarter and a half or so uh, against Grambling was tackle and get those guys to the ground so uh, that needs to be very much improved at all levels and I think um, if you if you're able to kind of slow the run down you kind of get into what worked so well for you last year and you hope that the secondary has made strides uh, to really kind of help you out there in the back half of the defense another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Glenn, you mentioned obviously the run game is going to be a big part of what Mississippi State wants to do, but they've got to be able to find that balance. Uh, Will Rogers, you know, veteran quarterback, to me, one of the better quarterbacks that returned in the SEC just from a numbers statistics standpoint. Uh, Rodgers hasn't pushed the ball down the field a ton. It does feel like this is an opportunity, and I asked uh, Robbie Falk uh, the same question. I wanted to ask you, you know, Glenn, when you look at this offense, uh, we talked about Jaquavius Marks. We talked about the run game. Uh, it's it's a pivotal part of Mississippi State's success. But, you know, Will Rogers, the guy they have under center, is a smart guy. Uh, he's played a lot of football. I played a lot of football at Mississippi State. And although it's a new scheme, you know, he hasn't pushed the ball down the field a lot. But I think that LSU is going to have to respect the fact that you have a guy who knows what he can do with the football, uh, has some good receivers on the outside. How do you see this matchup kind of brewing between Will Rogers and that LSU secondary that, let's just be honest, needs a good performance against a high-quality opponent. Yeah, they, they certainly do. I think Will Rogers is the kind of guy that you can really get a good test on uh, just of how how far you think this defense has come. Obviously, LSU uh, played a lot of Denver Harris last weekend. They played a lot of uh, Zy Alexander, and they kept kind of Major Burns and Greg Brooks and Andre Sam as kind of that trio of safeties. Um, but they, they, they rotated Deuce Chestnut in a little bit as well, but um, – it's going to be a big test. I mean, like, I, I think that it's going to really come down to tackling um, for, for LSU mm-hmm. and making sure that they're keeping guys in front of them. You know, that was one of the big issues that I think you saw uh, against Florida State was them allowing the runners to get by them. And then they were able to recover for the most part, but they were out of position and they allowed those receive those gigantic receivers to kind of have their way uh, in the second half in particular. So um, I, I do think that this is going to be – a, a Mississippi State offense that, that balances the run in the past. Will Rogers hasn't taken a ton of chances. I mean, Jaquavius Marks, I believe, has eight receptions, and he's kind of the second leading receiver, I think, on the team right now. Um, so they're they're still they're still figuring it out. You know, they've had some ups and downs as an offense as well, especially last weekend against Arizona, where it, the defense, Mississippi State's defense, was able to turn them over five times, but it took overtime to really punch those guys out. So. Uh, I think that just goes to show you just some of the growing pains they're still going through as an offense. LSU is certainly going through some of their own growing pains uh, as a defense right now. Um, and so if they're able to kind of put together three or four quarters here um, and and they, they can feel really good about themselves heading into what's going to be a really strong uh, SEC conference schedule for them. Yeah, another note on Jaquavius Marks. He's getting an inching closer to the all-time receptions record at Mississippi State as a running back because he was so involved in that air raid offense. But like you mentioned, he, he's a multifaceted weapon. I mean, through the air, obviously on the ground as well, it's going to be something that LSU's got to keep an eye on. Uh, Glenn, a topic that a lot of people are kind of you know interested in seeing is the expectations for this LSU offense. I mean, look, it's no secret that you saw some positive things. You and I talked about it, you know, in that instant reaction pod that we saw some things we liked out of this group. How does that translate to an SEC opponent on the road? Uh, and look, it kind of—I guess—it starts and ends with Jaden Daniels. I mean, what do you feel like, and you need to see from this group to feel confident when we leave Starkville? 
Yeah, I mean, we're about to find out a lot, I think, about this offense. And the one the one area that I'm looking at very closely, and I wrote about it on Wednesday, I touched on it some in uh, earlier pieces this week, I'm looking at the run game. And I, I really mm-hmm. am excited to see kind of what Logan Diggs looks like and against an SEC opponent, how this offensive line holds up uh, against some stiffer competition this weekend. Big talking point has obviously been what Zalance Hurd's been doing for you at right tackle how they're going to continue working him in with, with Emory Jones at guard. Um, and we were, we were talking with Emory yesterday um, in, in player interviews on Tuesday, and he, he seemed to think that they were making some real strides in the run game. He had a lot of positive things to say um, about the backs and about all the ways they're going to be able to utilize not only just Diggs, but now you have John Emory back for this game. You have mm. uh, Caleb Jackson who rushed for 60 yards and two touchdowns last week as a true freshman. Um, they have some real playmakers, I think, that they're starting to tap into with their potential. Um, but I, I, this is going to come down to Diggs. I think that Diggs can really cement himself as the feature guy uh, in this backfield uh, with another strong performance. And it's going to take, obviously, a team effort, but uh, the offensive line is going to have to get that push that we saw against Grambling. They're going to have to replicate that and make sure that they can do it against teams like this because they're going to face a lot of them here over the next – five, six, seven, eight weeks, uh, they're, 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 they're going to face some stiff defensive fronts, and uh, it's going to be extremely important that they find some compliments uh, with, with, with what they're trying to do in the passing game and Jaden Daniels. So I'm, I'm having all eyes on, on the run game this weekend. Um, I, I think if they are able to really get Diggs going and get him as a, a big part, 15 or so touches in this game between the run and pass, that would be very, very good, I think, if you're LSU to kind of get that kind of production because that means that something's working. And if you're able to get yeah. him 10, 11, 12, 13 carries, it means that you're moving the ball, uh, you're finding some good balance, um, and then working in, obviously, these immensely talented receivers and uh, that, that have had a little bit of an up-and-down start as well but uh, seem to have, le- uh, at least for the short term, uh, rectified some of those dropping issues that they were having in that Florida State game. Yeah, you talked about the receivers. Look, it has to be a balanced attack for LSU. I mean, Zach Arnett's a good good defensive mind over there for Mississippi State. Uh, we obviously talked with Emory Jones yesterday, like you mentioned, and he said, look, Mississippi State doesn't have a guy. Like, they don't have the a guy that's going to be drafted in the top ten, but they've got a lot of good players. They're going to do a lot of pre-snap movement. So I think it's on Jaden Daniels to be able to read that on the communication up front to be able to help with those assignments, which way you're slanting, which way you're going. Uh, another thing, you know, talking with Malik Neighbors, we know who Neighbors is. And I know a guy that you've been excited to kind of see is Brian Thomas. You know, he had a nice game. Uh, I mean, he truly did have a, a good game uh, against Florida State. It felt like it was just overshadowed by so many other mistakes from everyone else. Uh, you had Brian Thomas. Chris Hilton is another guy that I think. I mean, when if all those weapons click in this game, Glenn, I think that, you know, you're going to have a lot of folks back on the bus, back on the train where LSU's offense could go. But, I mean – if I'm telling you that I, I'm you're watching the run game, I'm going to keep my eye on the receivers. I think if Chris Hilton can continue to show that, you know, like Brian Kelly said, he wants to be more complete, but obviously has the potential to take the top off. I mean, how excited do you think the fan base would be? And we'll get into our final thoughts here in a second. But how excited if LSU shows a balanced attack, covers the spread, wins this game? Uh, I mean, do you think it kind of cements some of the concern and, and maybe uh, maybe turns the tide a little bit with where LSU wants to head, maybe from the fan base? Yeah, I think it turns a little bit. I, I still think you need to string it together for several weeks mm-hmm. to believe 
to believe it. Um, you know, I think the Arkansas game will be another great challenge for for this offense. But um, I, I do I do think that LSU has kind of been a, a a spot here where if they they put together a good performance here, that they at the very least build confidence and, and momentum heading into uh, the meat of their SEC schedule here. I'm with you I, on the receivers. I think that. Um, we're, we're still waiting to kind of see that explosion from, from the passing game. I mean, they were very efficient last week. They did what they were supposed to do. Um, week one, their first half, I thought was, was very good. Um, you know, they got themselves in scoring position, five out of the six drives, didn't capitalize down in the red zone, obviously. And you had a bunch of miscues in the second half that really soured, I think the overall performance of the first half, but um, you have guys that can make plays on this on this team. I mean, I just I, I think that they um, are. It's really going to be about Daniels being aggressive and taking those risks and taking those chances with his arm, which we still I think haven't seen a whole ton of. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's thrown a couple out there, but he's been also missing a couple. I mean, like he there was one that I remember down the sideline. I believe it was to Malik Neighbors last week against Grambling that would have gone for a touchdown overthrew him by I think maybe a foot or two um and and neighbors just wasn't able to bring it in um you know you mentioned the 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 Brian Thomas uh connection I think that those two have really kind of built a nice rapport uh in the first two weeks I'd like to see that continue um I want to see them get Mason Taylor more involved though I, I think he's the guy that um really has a chance to be a good I mean it's kind of ridiculous to put it this way but a safety net for him he's, he's going to be a good yeah. kind of last option i think for for him in terms of just drop down uh, not drop down drop backs and um and kind of reading his progressions I, I i think they need to make sure that he's not just that though he needs to be mm-hmm. a guy that is uh targeted often um especially down in the red zone i think he's a guy that can make linebackers and um you know slot guys really shake and, and i think that they need to find a way to get him more involved so I, I bullet point answer is i think offense still has a lot to prove defense still has a lot to prove and this weekend is going to go a, a long way in telling us just um how far or how far they are to at least correcting course on on this season yeah, I agree with you. It's a proving ground. Uh, this is a chance to really gain some momentum and, like you said, really prove your worth both on both sides of the football uh, to kind of see, hey, are those preseason expectations, were they a little too ludicrous, or is this something where you can kind of right the ship and get back to where you want to? Because like we mentioned, this is a wide-open SEC West. After what happened over the past couple of weeks, it doesn't look like any team's dominant. still way too early, but you have to kind of grow as the season. This team will grow. Uh, you just hope it's in the right direction. Uh, we wrap it up here. Predictions and final thoughts. Glenn, I'll hand it to you. Where where do you go with this game? I think that it's a 10-and-a-half-point spread. Um, are, is LSU covering? Or is State going to make this closer? How do you feel about this game? Yeah, I, I think LSU gets in the range of covering. I mean, I, I'm kind of sitting in the camp of 35, 28, 30, you know, 34, 24 something like that um i i think that lsu's defense is going to respond well um we didn't really talk about it a whole time but mississippi state's offense has had some um some lull moments there mm-hmm. uh throughout the course of their first two games uh where they've really struggled to get things going um and, and i think lsu is going to have to take advantage when that happens whether it's early in the game whether it's late in the game um 
or somewhere kind of in the middle. I think LSU's offense is going to have to go on a run um, and, you know, score 10, 17, 20 points in a row uh, to really feel good about this game. But yeah, I think that they cover. I think that they get nine, you know, eight, nine, 10 point win. Uh, and you feel really good about yourself heading into next weekend. But the, the, mo- the most important thing I want to see is just um, progress made in the secondary, progress made with their tackling, um, progress made with the, the offense and the run game in particular, I think is going to be extremely, extremely important to get that going uh, against some stiffer competition. If they can do that, then I think that you have it opens up a boatload of possibilities going forward uh, with with how you operate as an offense and, um, and and what you can rely on here down the stretch of your season. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Glenn, I think we've been almost identical in our picks the past couple of weeks. I'm going 35-23. I do think LSU covers, and I do agree with you. Mississippi State has had some lulls. I think that maybe they have one of those lulls in this game. LSU's defense steps up, and the offense can kind of really start to lean on them, especially, and we talked about it, maybe a physical ground game for LSU starts to take a toll on a Mississippi State defense that I think is solid, but I don't know if it has the depth to keep up with LSU for a full 60 minutes. It's going to be interesting to watch um, as well. As Glenn mentioned, we've had some great content over on go 24 7 make sure you check that out lsu.247sports.com fantastic content uh, player interviews coach interviews we're going to have great stuff coming through the week recruiting information as well uh glenn i know last week was a big week for basketball uh you know <laughs> both women's men and women's basketball yeah. had some big time recruits on campus so you can go check out some of that information as well he's glenn west i'm bryce coon thanks so much for tuning in the go 24 7 podcast we'll catch you later on the week with a recruiting pod as sunny and i will hop on talk the latest in LSU recruiting, and then we'll have that instant reaction podcast from Starkville this Saturday. We'll see you next time. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.